And that's really helped me as a people pleaser, as someone who wants to say yes, is just being able to like take a minute because it, it allows me the space to like really think about the request as well, as well as consult you, consult our schedule, consult what our whole week looks like and put that into the you know equation of whether it's a yes or a no. Yeah, because because I mean, there's no like, there's not a lot of bad requests that come up. No, it's always something that we want to do or want to say yes to. Yeah. But it's sometimes it's just protecting our time together, our time as a family, to be able to feel like we have the bandwidth to say yes. Happy Thursday to you. Welcome back to the Community and Purpose podcast, honestly, where we believe that the intersection of community and purpose is where the good life is truly found. And so I hope that you are finding yourself um, on this day surrounded by people that you love um, in relationship with the people that you care about and uh, doing something that you find value in, that you feel like you are uniquely designed to do, to be able to pursue the purpose that you have been uh, put on this planet to pursue. And so um, we are grateful for uh, this space to be able to connect with you. I'm grateful for all of you who have shared on social media. Honored that you would do so. Also, if you haven't subscribed yet, would love for you to do that. Uh, We put out a new episode every other Thursday. And so on whatever platform you're listening to this, we are grateful that you're doing that. If you give us a rate and a review, it helps our podcast to be able to grow and its ability to reach people. And so um, it's just really been fun over these past few months and uh, to jump in. So we are here today again, um, just kind of talking about a, a couple of different opportunities that we've had and things that we're looking at um, in our lives and the way that our life functions. And today I just want to look at I have had some people ask the question, um, with all of the things that you guys do as a couple, so that each of us do, um, and then the things that we do collectively, and then parenting, how how do you continue to do all of the things without losing each other? Hmm. And so I want to look at that as you, um, everyone's busy. We hear this conversation all the time. How's, how you doing? Oh, I'm busy. (laughs) You know, like it's almost like there's only like three categories of busy. It's like, oh, how you doing? Oh, I'm busy. Yeah. How are you? Bu- how you doing? Oh, busy, busy. Oh, how you doing? Oh, busy, <laughs> busy, busy. Like there's like these three different tiers of people that say either one, two, or three busies. But everybody is busy. Everybody is yep. doing many, many things. And I think that the interesting part was the person that posed the question last honestly asked it to us: How do you do all of the things without losing each other? Hmm. and um, came out of uh, is, that question is coming out of a hardened season for, for them. And so I think that there are a lot of people who are finding that maybe inside of their marriage and inside of their life that they are one of these busy, busy, busy people hmm. and that they're finding that maybe they're losing relationships, whether it be a spouse or as a parent or as a friend or as a child, as a neighbor, as a coworker, um, that we are busy. So how do we, how do we continue to remain in relationship with each other without losing each other and like each other yeah that's and that's honestly sometimes the biggest challenge Mm -hmm. is it's like we we tend to say this but like i love you Mm -hmm. but i don't like you right now Mm -hmm. which is a funny statement to say and also like mainly that's like your problem usually because I'm delightful right 100% of the time mm. and so like if you're feeling like feelings of like dislike that's probably like your problem probably on my most side most likely 
Yeah, you have you've been trying to subliminally slide that word delight into my mindset about your. It's true. I also do the same thing with our kids. Like I'm a young, cool mom. Yeah. I just keep like throwing it out there. Hopefully, they'll like grab onto it. You well, I feel know? like that goes back to an old episode about declarations. Like just speak <laughs> yeah. it out loud, and eventually it'll come true. Yeah. I do think you're delightful most of the time. That's fair. It's hard to be delightful 100% of the time. Yeah, I think it's true for everybody. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody is delightful all the time. Yeah. So one of the things we've talked about in past episodes was your word for the year, but then you were also going to do words for each month. Yeah. So I'm wondering, as we come up in February, Yeah. what is your word for February? Yeah. Word and then of, I have a guess of what I think it should be, too. But you can go first. Yeah, word of the word of the month. Um, yeah, I'm thinking I, I was trying to do I'm trying to do word of the month and word of the week. And so hmm. um, so trying to figure that out. And it's a lot of words. Yeah. As I was talking with you before we pushed record, you felt like at the end of the year with a word for the week and a word for the month, <laughs> that'd be 64 words. And you think that at the end of the year, I should get them all tattooed on my body somewhere. <laughs> I do. And so, it could be like a big speed scrabble board. Wow. Whoa. That'd be terrible. We're not going to do that. Uh, what is your guess for I my word? I am thinking like February, like red hearts, like probably love because I'm so delightful, you know, like you just love, love me. And so it's love. Because of Valentine's Day. Yeah. That is not the word. <laughs> okay. I don't think that's going to be a word of the month at all during this year. So Maybe a week, though. It could be a week, we'll yes. See. Maybe the second week in February <laughs> could be love. That might work. Ooh. Yeah. No, my word for uh, my word for February is community, mm-hmm. and so um, as as a pastor, I think that there's a little bit of a buzzword. Like, obviously, this is the Community and Purpose podcast, but like the community in the sense of just like relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I mean, I went back and forth. It could have been intentional. I thought it could be uh, friendship. It could have been family. It could have been connection, mm-hmm. uh, but felt like community. Um, sort of it's just the word we are uh, starting a new small group in February mm-hmm. and so we have launched a, a married couples group that we want to start gathering together and getting married couples together and uh, also just feel like this month like coming out of January and getting into we're pushing towards spring like I just want to be able to circle the wagons when it's still cold out people still want to meet inside before everybody kind of scatters yeah um, for the summer and so uh, community I feel like is what I want this month to be about and uh, really want to spend uh, intentional quality time with other people and develop relationships and kind of lock in on that for another another month. Yeah, I love that. I lo- And I love that it kind of coincides with the fact that like we're taking intentional steps in that direction this month too. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, community is the word of the month. And uh, the first the first week in every month is just going to be the word of the month. So there won't be a word of the week, but man. I know, so it drops down your number a little bit, kind of messes it up. Gosh, okay. Yeah. So we uh, we want to talk about, I mean, community, I think, leans into how do you do all of the things mm-hmm. without losing each other? And I think that um, the ability to be in a relationship, it doesn't, like, our context is marriage right now. Like, we'll talk about marriage. Right. Um, and how we interact as a family. But I think that it, I think that there are some truths that can be found in here for really all relationships. And how mm-hmm. do you, how do you continue to be, uh, have career, have hobbies, um, 
have a social life mm-hmm. and not lose the relationships that are most important to you. I think that's that it's universal yeah. and it runs across the board. And so, um, yeah, as we sat down to kind of think about this question that was posed to us, we kind of talked through like some of the things that we do in our family that we think help us from like getting to the end of a week and feeling like we're totally burnt out, like we haven't spent any time together, like we miss each other, like trying to prevent those moments because we've had seasons where that has been the case. For sure. We've had seasons where, gosh, we get to a a Friday and I feel like I haven't seen you since Sunday or where we've been running, 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 and I need to, like, we need to just sit at home all day Saturday and most of the day Sunday because we have done ourselves a disservice, you know? And so I think, like, we have put together some things in our family, like, as a result of those seasons to try to stay out of that. Um, And I think there's a few practical things that we do that I think could be helpful for people who listen. Yeah, and I think also understanding that that you, that everyone listening, like mm-hmm. everyone in the world, they, they have things like the decisions that we make, and the compromises that we make. They they decide the weeks that we have, and so whether they are intentional right. steps or non-intentional steps, the decisions that we make, the habits that we have, they are going to form the the level of connection that we have with each other right. so if we just i mean those weeks that we have found that we don't know we know each other or haven't seen each other all week mm-hmm. like those are always weeks that we just allow the world or the whirlwind or the schedule mm-hmm. or the like the requests of the world yeah to drive our week instead of us making those decisions for ourselves and that might mm-hmm. seem like it's yeah it, it, it solves itself. Like, obviously that's the case, but, right. and yet, but we find ourselves doing it all the time. Absolutely. And I think I find myself in that. So I've, I feel like I'm a recovering people pleaser. Yeah. And so for me, my natural tendency is wanting to say yes all the time because I never want to let anyone down. I never want anyone to feel like, Oh, like Callie doesn't yeah. want to spend time with me, you know, right. but like, and in so doing you let yourself down. Yeah. In so doing, I'm the one who's left at the end of the week feeling so dead tired because I haven't, you know, given myself what I need to be a healthy functioning person. Yeah. And that's the, and that is the cross of the, of the people pleaser. Like that is Mm -hmm. the, that is the total negative bad side of it is that when you're a people, an other people pleaser, like there's kind of two sides of it. There's like the, the super selfish person who is their own selfish people pleaser. And then there is the outward people pleaser. And the outward people pleaser is more prevalent in our Midwestern culture. Um, But you end up pleasing everyone but yourself. Mm -hmm. And then you find yourself empty. And then at some point you just run out of it. And so then it's almost, it almost always ends in just an explosion of like, well, I'm out. And so like now I have no time for anybody because I have to spend three months focusing on myself. Yeah. So um, I think that I think one of the major that leads to kind of what really the major thing that I feel like we have found to be successful for us is that we as close to always as you could get without it being always try to consult the other person Mm. before we say yes to anything. Yeah. 
like and, and in all, oftentimes it's not like a, an actual approval like can I do this mm-hmm. like it's not like for example you came to me yesterday and said hey a friend of mine asked me to go to a movie on Saturday and she's like you were like can I can I go to that and like you weren't asking for my like approval like can you go to absolutely you can go to it if you want to go to it you can go to it right. but what you were asking me is looking at our week and looking at what we have scheduled I looked at the calendar it's open is there anything that is not on the calendar? Is there anything that I'm not seeing? Is there something, you know, like... Yeah, taking into account all the different aspects of our life. Yeah, more like helping, like, hey, is there something I'm missing here that is going to be a mess if I say yes to this? Mm -hmm. And I think that's something really, really important. In the marriage context that we're in, it's it's a little bit more easy to point to a person uh, without throwing the other person under the bus. I hear you oftentimes... Uh, saying like if we're in a group text message and like one couple asks us to do something and we're all together like one of us will say yeah let let me get with Callie and we'll circle back and let you know what we think Mm -hmm. and I've heard you say like like I'm just I'll check with Austin and let you know like and I say I'll check with Callie and let you know and like what it does is is it pulls you out of the instantaneous moment of Mm -hmm. saying I have to answer right now because when you answer in the right now without checking the calendar, without checking with the other person, you find yourself totally overrun Mm -hmm. because there's endless requests Mm -hmm. of things that you can do. Kids sports, things at church, things that are nonprofit, things at work, like there's just endless things. And so I think that's probably one of the big wins that we have found Mm -hmm. is that we, our natural reaction to any request is I'll check with Callie Mm -hmm. or I'll check with Austin and we'll get back to you and let you know what Mm -hmm. what's, what works for our family. And that's really helped me as a people pleaser, as someone who wants to say yes, is just being able to like take a minute because it it allows me the space to like really think about the request as well, as well as consult you, consult our schedule, consult what our whole week looks like and put that into the, you know, equation of whether it's a yes or a no. Yeah, because because I mean, there's no like there's not a lot of bad requests no, it's always something that we want to do or want to say yes to. Yeah. But it's sometimes it's just protecting our time together, our time as a family, to be able to feel like we have the bandwidth to say yes. Yep, for sure. I think it's important to be able to, to say no. Um, I had somebody tell me a long time ago that, um, like, as I was probably my second year as a youth pastor, and so brand new, I was, like, quarter time, like, super green, had no idea what I was doing whatsoever. And uh, he just came to me and he asked me for something. And he said to me, he said, and I want you to know that I think that no is a spiritual answer. Hmm. Uh, I think I was being asked to go and speak at a camp or something. And then he just said to me, like, I want you to know that no is a spiritual answer. And I have adopted that. I have told, like, when I ask people to do something, I always remind them, like, I just just know that no is a spiritual answer. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't feel like this is right for you. And not to over-spiritualize it, but, like, just to know that, like, if someone is requesting your time, yeah, like, saying no isn't you walking away. And, like, in the Christian context that, that I'm in, like, when I look at the character of Jesus, like, I find that he says no to people. Like, like there's times where people die. Probably the, the easiest way example is the story of Lazarus hmm. like they come to him and say hey your friend and my brother is going to die like I need you to come and heal him and Jesus continues on doing what he's already said yes to hmm. and Lazarus dies in the meantime and like so like there are times where like you can't fill every need hmm. but knowing that like Jesus wanted to be there like yep I want to go and do that I want to take that meeting I want to help you I, you know like I want to do all those things but but if I'm not a healthy whole person 
Yeah. Like I can't, I'm no good to anybody down the road. Yep. And so we just try to check in with each other. Um, that might seem self-evident and like, why wouldn't you check in with each other? Uh, but it's, uh, it is less prevalent than I think that many of us think hmm. uh, that we say yes to things without ever consulting the other person. Yep. And I know for me as the person who is the driver, like I generally like am a go, go, go person. Like mm-hmm. what's next, what's next, what's next. Um, I have found that it creates, it makes the schedule guilt-stricken for me when I don't check with you. Hmm. Like when I say yes to something and it's like, I know that we kind of had this agreement, like we're only going to do a certain number of these and like I've already filled my schedule, but like I'm going to take this extra appointment and like I don't tell you about it or ask you about it. It's like, okay, this appointment's coming and like I already like had this like nonverbal like unwritten rule that we weren't going to do this, hmm. but like it's just one more meeting, and so then all of a sudden it's like guilt stricken, and as it approaches, I feel like I need to tell you about it because it's coming, and so like there's just like the little teenager inside of me is like oh I got to go tell dad, <laughs> yeah. you know mom that I'm that I scheduled something over something important, and so like I hate that feeling, and so like I just think checking in with each other is so so helpful to not feel guilty. Mm-hmm. And it also, like, for the people pleasers out there, it's so nice to have a scapegoat of your family. Mm-hmm. And I think as somebody who is married to someone who is an extrovert and would love to do stuff with people all the time, I think that it also helps keep our family rhythm when I'm able to say, like, mm, that feels like maybe potentially too much. You know, like looking at the week we've, we have or have had or whatever, like thinking about adding one more night away, doing something. Yeah. Um, because I don't think that that's in your, it's not in your natural wiring to want to say no to that. Like, right. because you want to go do all the things and see all the people, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, and it just, I mean, it just frees you. Like mm-hmm. to be able to check in with the other person, it frees you from the guilt yeah. of saying yes or no. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know I've said this before, but like, it is okay to have an appointment with yourself. Yeah. It's okay to have, it's okay to have a scheduled right. appointment with your family. Like we have dinner at five o'clock every night. Mm-hmm. Like that's when dinner happens unless we have it scheduled to be somewhere else. So like dinner happens and it's okay to say like, nope, I can't do it at five o'clock. I've got dinner with my family. And, and you don't even have to say it like I already have an appointment. Yeah. Like and just to say like I have an appointment, it works. And so checking in with people I think is one of the big ways that we have found yep. that we we can say yes to the things that we want to say yes to. Yep. Um, and sometimes we make compromises and we say like this is going to be a crazy month. Like, we're going to say yes to a couple of extra things, but we think that they're worth it. Uh, mm-hmm. But we'll find a reprieve down the road someplace. Yeah. So I think that's point number one, like check in with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a, if, if this is in a marriage context, I think that this is, you can use your calendar as your spouse. I think being able to say like, yeah, let me check my calendar and get back to you. Mm-hmm. Let me check my schedule and get back to you. And knowing that, you know, if you decide every Tuesday, Thursday, I want to be home and have nothing to do. I just want to be at home. Yep. Then that's your appointment for that night. Yep. And you don't have any other reason to say, like, you can just say, you know what? I'm already booked that night. Yep. Having an appointment with someone else is no more important than having an appointment with you. Yep. That's a big deal. Yep. So that's probably point number one. Um, the, th- the other thing that we, we do is we, we have s- decided and scheduled how many nights away from our home are we going to be? Yep. Like we've drawn a line in the sand and said that we are only going to be away how many nights a week? Two. Two. So looking at the five-day week, 
like that our kids are in school. Yep, Monday through Friday. And then Sunday night is one of those nights mm -hmm. because Friday is a weekend night. Yep. Um, and so looking at those nights, of those five nights, we're only away from the house two nights a week. Two nights as a family. And then also knowing that we're, we're only going to, so all of us are only away two nights a week. Yep. And then we are only going to be away from kids one night a week. Correct. So there is an opportunity for a date night, but like also like we are not, I'm not going to take meetings. Um, we're not going to have groups. We're not going to do all of these things um, that are take us away from our kids. We're not going to have our kids with a babysitter yeah. um, or their grandparents or whatever for more than one night a week. Yeah. And that, and that, I mean, take that with a grain of salt. Like there are weeks where yeah. it's more than that. Like there's just sometimes where there has to be two. Um, like our kids, they go to youth group every once night, and then, but also like it takes kids' athletics into into account. Yeah. And so, like knowing that, like we're not gonna we're not gonna have sports more than one night a week or two nights a week. Mm -hmm. um, so those are those are big big important things as well. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to point number one. I mean, just talking about what nights are your nights. Yeah. And we want to have dinner. We want to have dinner during the week, mm -hmm. three nights a week. Yep. And I think that that's added success, like for us as a family, like staying on top of, you know, three kids in school, like staying on top of all their work and their homework and studying and whatever, and like teaching them how to be the people we want them to be as well, yeah. you know? Help them to learn just actual like rhythms and yeah. like patterns of life that are functioning and working the way that you want them to. Yeah. Like it's a big deal. So schedule the number of nights away that you want to do. Like yeah. how many nights are you going to take evening meetings? Um, mm -hmm. And if you're, you know, if you work nights or whatever, like what days are you going to take? You know, figuring that out for yourself yeah. is important. Um, and then uh, the last thing is probably a little bit more ambiguous. But as we were talking through this episode, this conversation, you mentioned kind of what's the third leg of the stool of, of how we feel like we mm -hmm. do all of the things and don't lose one another so don't lose our relationships mm -hmm. and so what uh share what you were mentioning as we talked through this i think a big part is just really being able to be honest with how you're feeling you know since i'm a bit more introverted there are times after we have thrown a big event at church or we've done a lot of things where i feel like i have to just say like i really need to just be home like, I yeah. can't do that. I feel very tired. I feel exhausted. I need to just be home and not with a bunch of people. Yeah. And so I think for me, and also that's probably the people pleaser me, I want to be able to say yes and be able to do all the fun things that you want to do. But I think over time I've learned that that's a disservice to myself and a disservice to everyone else because then at the end of it, I'm way more exhausted and then I, you know, am angry and bitter and whatever. Yeah. So just being Some able to... Some might say you're not delightful well, at the end of those weeks. Could just be your perspective, but... Oh, got it. Um, okay. I, yeah, I think it's just, it's hard to really be honest and to be the one who says no. And so I think, but that's an important part. Somebody has to play that part, you yeah. know? And, and that's you sometimes, and that's me sometimes. But just really being able to be honest in the way that you're feeling. Yeah, I think honesty is over all of these things like honesty is required mm -hmm. and sometimes people think like well I didn't tell a lie so then I'm being honest but like there's this thing called like lying by omission mm -hmm. and like I think that the I think that what you're talking about in being honest is the is the lie of omission like omitting how you're actually feeling about it yeah and like it's not a hard and fast line like can we do this yes yeah I think it's what what should we do like, should we do this? 
like it's the difference between good and great it's the difference between better and best you know like is this what's best for us and I think that as you as you and I have grown in a relationship like figuring out that like I'm interested in your honest opinion Mm -hmm. and maybe there's a little bit of selfishness like self-preservation because like when you would say yes to things you would begrudgingly go and like it's clear that you're begrudgingly going like you're not fully present. You're not able to give everything that you because you don't have anything left in the tank. Like yeah. you're running on E. Mm-hmm. You would say yes early in our marriage. Yeah. And then you'd we would go to the event, and you would not be having any fun, and you would just be like just physically present but mentally gone, and like that wasn't helpful for anybody because like I want you to be having a good time, and so right. like we'd show up and then like clearly you're not happy and enjoying yourself and so like okay well this is a bummer so now we now we're both up bummed because now it wasn't what I was hoping it was going to be it was not what you wanted to be doing yeah so by not being honest by omitting that this feels like too much or no we just need some family time Hmm. like there was this like everybody loses when we're not honest yeah and so like just by saying how you're actually feeling about something because it's not it's not a matter of of deciding what's good and what's bad right like because i mean again like we've already said like saying yes to going out to eat with friends or going and speaking at a camp with as our family like going and doing something like all of that is those are good things to be doing um it's not like hey do you would you like to either go to church camp or do black tar heroin (laughs) you know like like you're not we're not trying to figure out like is our family gonna do drugs right like that's a bad choice. Right. Like you're t- you're trying to navigate and separate out what are the best options mm-hmm. for our family and it only best is only found when you're honest. Yeah, absolutely. And to just simply be honest that there are more things to do than can be done mm-hmm. is probably the first step in doing that. And then I'd say kind of the final point to wrap things up is I just think that you need to you need to then allow your schedule to reflect your priorities. So, like, be honest with how many nights a week can you be away and be a healthy family and healthy person and then schedule your priorities that way. So one of the things that we do as a family is we have family meeting every mm-hmm. Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And so it, as we started it, it was fairly odd. I mean, it felt awkward, felt a little clunky when we mm-hmm. started it just to say, like, okay, we're going to have family meeting after dinner on Sunday nights. Yeah. And now, like, our kids are asking for it. Yeah. Like, if we... Yep. If we've gotten to past dinner and then they're like, hey, we didn't have family meetings, so then we come back together, it's an opportunity for them to be able to speak, mm-hmm. to be able to ask questions, and to be able to, like, say what's going on and, like, what about this? Like, we talk about everything from the chore calendar, how are we doing on keeping the house clean, how does everybody feel like the family's functioning? Mm-hmm. Like, you'd be amazed at the questions that come out of a seven-year-old's mind <laughs> um, when you give them the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we've just said that we go through the weekly calendar, mm-hmm. we go through the weather for the week. And then we open it up for discussion. Yep. And so we say this is what's happening. Yeah. And and this spot is where we schedule priorities because we're able to see like, oh, it looks like we have got yeah. a lot of things planned. We have things on the calendar. Yep. So it's and it's like we go through who's driving the kids to school each day, who, you know, is gonna take them to their after school activities, who's gonna do all of the things, you know. Like dad will be home, he's gonna have dinner ready for us when we get home on this day. Like all right. like the very specific things that happen each day. Yep. Down to 
having a plan for how you're going to say yes and how you're going to say no. Hmm. Like on all of these things, like how are you going to choose what to say yes to and what to say no to is really how we have found to be able to say yes to all the things, do all the things and not lose lose our relationships yeah. with each other, with our kids, with our friends, yep. all those kinds of things. And so um, I think that really sums it up for us. Yeah. Like I think that there's there's lots of other things that we do, but like it all comes down to kind of scheduling and intentionality. Hmm. I mean, we intentionally have weekly family meetings. Yeah. We intentionally have a conversation with each other before we say yes to anything outside of normal business hours. Yeah. Like we have intentionally decided we're only going to be away from the house three nights a week. Right. Like we're, we intentionally said we're not going to have kids activities in the evenings longer than what we've already scheduled. Right. We are intentional about we're only going to be one night away from our kids a week. Right. We've intentionally decided that we are going to be honest with each other. Mm-hmm. And so like scheduling things and being intentional with your with your schedule, with your calendar, with your yeses and with your noes um, is really, really important. And thinking ahead, thinking forward. I mean, as far as for, even far enough out for us, like we've prioritized that we want to get away with just you and I each and every year. Mm-hmm. And so we schedule that out every year. Mm-hmm. And so like our, our parents, they go, they winter away. And so like having someone to watch the kids while we're gone means that we have to be intentional about where like where we're going to schedule and what we're going to do. And so we know that we kind of have a window that we have to get things in. And so we schedule that. And so I think really to do all of the things and to not lose each other, yeah. it requires intentionality and honesty. Yeah. Like I think it comes down to those things and there are tons of like offshoots of each of these points. Yeah. But I think that really just scheduling, being intentional with your schedule, intentional with your yeses and nos, and then being honest with, yeah. with people whether it's your spouse, whether it's a friend, whether it's a coworker, whoever it is, like, like people pleasing is ultimately just lying. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And so like just being honest is really kind of the, the umbrella over the top of all of these. Hmm. And it's okay to just say like, yeah, we're, we're going to, we're just going to stay home. Yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. Like, like that's just a that's real okay honest thing. Yeah. And so to be able to say like, I don't have it all together and I can't just do all the things like I'm a person, I'm not a robot. Hmm. It's really, really big. So Hope that that's helpful for you guys. Um, Whatever that looks like for you, just know that um, the cadence of our week and the cadence of our life, we don't believe is the master, like master list. It is not the perfect pattern. It's not the perfect schedule, but it's the schedule that works for us. And so figuring out what schedule works for you and what priorities do you have in your life and then scheduling them and then being honest with the people around you and being honest with yourself of what you can handle, I think is the best way to do all of the things, hmm. be involved in a lot of stuff, have a full life, right. full of community, full of purpose, full of fun, full of laughter, hmm. full of fulfillment, and not lose yourself in the midst. Hmm. And so it just requires that you're intentional and that, you, uh, that you're honest about it. And so those are, those are pretty easy, um, clear things to do, but uh, just know that whatever it looks like for you is, is good enough and you don't have to try and match any box that we're doing or anybody else is doing, yeah. whatever works in your life is good enough so that's really it from us so uh grateful that you're with us today and uh again hope that you'll subscribe and share if anything's been valuable for you and uh shoot us an email if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to do at podcast at apexgathering.com and so we'd love to hear from you and we'll see you on the very next episode have a great rest of your day see ya